Alright. Three. Two. Oh, I almost hit the wrong button. That would have been terrible. Uh... Don't hit the stop streaming button when you're about to actually start the show. Uh, Three, mental no. Two, done. Three, two, yeah. <laughs> Three, two, done. Hello and welcome to Super Gamecast, a video game industry podcast. Here's your host, Bronson Fiore. What is up, everybody? This is Super Gamecast. It is August 27th, uh, 2023 for the live show for all of you listening later. Uh, I am joined by the always awesome Aaron Reynolds. And I always have beats in my head. Always. <laughs> uh, and then we have our mod mommy, our wielder of the band hammer, uh, which is... Uh, Jesus, I just completely... <laughs> we didn't do Street Fighter this morning, so we're all out of sorts. We, do, we, don't have, we don't have that, like, I've had to react to things for two straight hours. <laughs> Mod oh, Mommy Wilder the Band Hammer is here, and then finally the HR ninja himself, Jesse Pewitt. Hello. Good morning, day, night. Wherever oh, you are. What's up, nerds? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost five o'clock somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, are you getting liquored up at ten AM? <laughs> no, I just coffee. Uh, okay, I just drink I coffee say, at bars. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I was about to say, God damn. Lou's <laughs> got coffee in it, right? Uh, uh, yes, it does. Uh, yeah, 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 I think it does. Also, yeah, yeah, man, of all the alcohol you could pick, that's that's actually pretty good. That sounds like an all right way to start the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kahlua, some cream. Nah, nah, just, just recreate E3, Thomas doing old fashions at 10 a.m. Oh, that sounds like a terrible idea for <laughs> multiple <laughs> reasons. Austin, I swear to God. Oh, we, we we don't we don't live the life Ooh. of madmen. It's not that's not real life. You don't do that. <laughs> Jesus. I uh, mean, we could. You could technically. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, if there's a place to do it, E3 is probably not the worst place. No, okay. Um, yeah, when you put it that way, yeah, no. Also, shit. I had to walk around. <laughs> um. <laughs> But there's no oh. E3 anymore, so whatever. Yeah, now you just drink an old-fashioned 10 a.m. at PAX. Uh, or Gamescom, apparently. Or Gamescom. Yeah, Gamescom. Yeah. Um, no, there, there you go. Gamescom. There you go. And it's in Germany. There you go. There you go. So it's yeah, got to be beer, right? Plenty of beer. Yep. Get yeah. turned. Yep. Get hammered for before your eleven thirty in the morning interview. I was Good gonna way say, to do it. Get turned responsibly, folks. Just just Have getting mad drunk and like harassing people at kiosk going, when in Rome. Uh, <laughs> right, that's right. You know, I used to I used to work for a uh, fairly well known computer and cell phone selling company. Mm. You just say which one, dude. I don't. <laughs> you don't know Apple. when it's ever going to happen. Used to work at Apple, right? Uh, okay. Uh, so I used to work at Apple, but across the street there was a bar, and before every staff meeting, me and a couple of my buddies would go to the bar and spend like forty bucks on liquor each, and then go to the staff meeting. And they were my favorite <laughs> staff meeting yep. ever. Yep. Oh God. I, I, I like. Mean, yeah, 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 you're gonna feel better. You'd feel a lot better that way. That's right. You know, and, and I mean, go back to the earlier point. Like, man, I've shit talked Microsoft so much on this fucking show. 
I mean, yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm telling you, one one day, one of us is gonna say something real stupid that goes viral, and then it all, and then it opens the floodgates. And we've already said dumb shit on here. Uh, fair, fair. I, I was do- editing the podcast uh, last week's podcast, and I was just a bad take machine the entire time. I was like, "What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> what is happening? This can't ever get out." Oh god! Oh god! Uh... We have to remain unknown forever, goddammit. No one can find out. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. Why well, is uh, that one day we're gonna end up, like, getting clipped by someone and it's just gonna fucking blow shit. up, man? Oh, God. Oh, well, they can't, they can't clip us if we're talking about video game news, right? That's how that works? I mean, they can, it's just that how dumb can our takes be about video game news? Uh, let's experiment today. I don't know, starting <laughs> off with this first story. Bioware is laying off 50 employees. The general manager says Bioware must shift towards a more agile and more focused studio. Good job. Got get those goddamn greedy employees, <laughs> you assholes. You deserved it. It, it. Will, it will allow our developers. <laughs> what a take. What a take. Yeah. If we're talking about hot or bad takes. Just, just, no. just clip that. Just clip that. Leave the before <laughs> and after out, and just clip that by uh, itself. Let's see. See, now I think we need to do a podcast episode, like an April Fool's one, <laughs> where we just have the worst possible take on every bit Everything. of news that week. I, that's oh a podcast in itself. Just, just <clears throat> be the exact opposite of just do the news, but like just all the worst takes. Yeah, just Fox News, but for video games. <laughs> but more fun. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, sure. I like it. I like it. I think the problem with that that yeah, I think the problem with that idea is fucking just we would be able to keep a straight face the entire time. You um, know, yeah. I, I I'm, I'm gonna pocket this idea. We're clipping this out of the show. No, you can't. <laughs> nuh-uh. Anyway. Um. Uh, all right. So. Uh, it will it will allow our developers to iterate quickly and unlock more creativity and form a clear vision of what we're building before development ramps up. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Sure. So, like, why does why does creativity need to be unlocked? Like, <laughs> whenever I see, I hear one of these executives say that creativity needs to be unlocked, it's like, oh yeah, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know no, what's happening. Know, yeah. You don't know how this process shit. even works. <laughs> you do, and you don't care. First of all, give up the key. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh my god just yeah and, I, and i'm sure losing 50 people will make you more creative including one of yeah, the writers yeah. of baldur's gate one and two that's right i'm pretty sure that will make your whole team a lot more creative yeah um, luck with that yeah so want to unlock the key to creativity you give them enough so they can comfortably pay their bills and then just give them the time to make what they want to make yep uh, after much consideration and careful planning, we have built a long-term vision that will preserve the health of the studio and better enable us to do what we do best. Create exceptional story-driven single-player experiences filled with vast worlds and rich characters. This vision balances the current Neo Studio, namely ensuring Dragon Age Dreadwolf is an outstanding game with its future, including the success of the next Mass Effect. I don't know! When Baldur's Gate 3 is one of the most popular games in the world right now, Mm -hmm. I think that firing one of the guys who wrote 1 and 2 might not be a good idea. Just maybe. Isn't Uh, it Dragon Age 2? 
They delayed it. Yep. It was supposed to come out yep. uh, September this year, and they pushed it deep. Yep. Oh, ain't that some shit? Yep. I have it on this yep. other article in here somewhere. Uh, yeah, got rid of uh, some notable uh, Dragon Age and Baldur's Gate writers, which is just a choice. Uh, yeah, it's such a good choice to get. Yeah, and the thing is, is like, I actually watched a video this week by like Yahtzee um, that was like he he believes that like Baldur's Gate three could not have come out at a better time, mm-hmm. like with how big D and D is and all the watching D and D playthroughs, and then you have the D and D movie doing fairly well as far as like fan service goes, and you know, and then people are just tired of live service bullshit with tons of microtransactions. So to have a really good D&D based game that is totally just is totally just free of all that shit, you know, right place, right time. This is the opposite of being right place, right time. Holy hell. What a goddamn choice. At, like, dra- yeah. Dra- Dragon Age was like, oh, we're going to make Baldur's Gate without Baldur's Gate. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Originally. And now it's just like, hey, we should h- get rid of the dudes who did part of those original games. Mm-hmm. Even though this shit's more popular than ever. Yep. Oh, my God. Not to mention the 49 other people who I, you know, probably did a bunch of really great work as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. This is not the time. Worst possible time. God, Worst possible damn time. It. Like, very EA. Just, yeah, I mean, the, uh, yeah. You, you, uh, you can like literally feel in these quotes this poor studio head being <sighs> let out to the slaughter by the EA people. Yep. Like, here's what you're gonna say. Go do it. Fuck. Uh, oh. uh, you know. So McKay claimed the company is doing everything it can to ensure the process is handled with empathy, respect, and clear communication, and said it had chosen to act now. In part to provide our impacted colleagues with as many internal opportunities as possible, and the changes coincide with a large number of roles currently being available in EA across other studios. Yeah, I'm sure the dude who works on Dragon Age, or worked on Jade Empire, or works on Mass Effect, or even, you know, really, really wants to go work on Madden. FIFA or Star Wars. The FIFA game is now that they don't have the FIFA license. Oh, it's um, on FC. I was talking about this with my coworker. It's now being known as FC. FC. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, granted, there are some good studios in there. You know, you got the Dead Space guys in there, and you got the, uh, you know, Crytek is buried somewhere in there, and you got Respawn. Somewhere in the depths. <laughs> but I'm willing to bet a lot of these internal positions are not over at Respawn. Nope. Or the other studios like Respawn. So, yeah. yeah. Um... And then finally, uh, th- this is this lines up with that they had a bu- Bioware stop working on the Old Republic, the MMO, and moved it to Broadsword Online Games, which also manages Ultima Online and Dark Age of Camelot. Mm. Um, and if you're wondering how all this will impact the development of Dragon Age Dreadwolf, let me be clear that our dedication to the game has never wavered. Our commitment remains steadfast, and we're all working to make this game worthy of the Dragon Age name. We are confident that we'll have the time needed to ensure Dreadwolf reaches its full potential. 
and they said and they said last October that it had reached uh alpha status. Huh. So Okay. Uh, so I'm one of those people who didn't like Dragon Age Inquisition. I thought it was shit. What up, Black Catter? Hey. Hey. Oh, what up? I'm um, one of those people that thought uh Dragon Age Inquisition was a big pile of doo-doo. Uh it is the it was the gray generic pace of RPGs. Mm-hmm. So I do not have confidence in Dreadwolf. I know. To be fair, the only game in that series I enjoyed was the first one. So. Right, right. Um, yeah, you know, I was never a big Dragon Age fan myself, uh, but uh, I know it has its fans. Uh, in the same way, there, in the same way, there are like big Mass Effect fans. There are some big Dragon Age fans. And, yeah. Uh, I I wish the best for them. I hope this game works out. Uh, we'll see, I guess. Because hmm. Mm. So that sound like it's going to. No, this yeah. this sounds like this is going to be just a fucking shit show. I. Yep. How much do you want to bet this game comes out and it's buggy as hell, mm-hmm. has a bunch of glitches and other fucking issues? Yeah, I'd put money down on that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I will say, hey, go go try uh, go try Baldur's Gate three if you like Dragon Age. Yeah. You'll probably like it. I imagine they're all doing that anyway. Yeah. Anyone? Anyone else got any? Uh, got anything they want to talk about with this? Uh, this little thing here. I think you. I think you covered it, sir. Okay. Well, next up. Uh, God damn it! I hate being right. Sometimes it sucks. Netflix. Yeah. Password crackdown is working as intended as it added mm-hmm. 2.6 million subscribers in July. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. buddy. Yep. Well, so the, the, job. the real interesting thing is, is what's going to happen later because we knew this was going to happen short term. Like, yeah. that, that's the entire reason they did this move was to get that next, you know, order jump. Yeah. Uh, but what about the long term is the question. Well, you got we'll see. And uh this 2.6 million subscribers, I don't think they're just just going to drop off after one month. No. Um, yeah, I I think that this is going to be a very long-term thing. Yeah. Like I I think that this is going to be, you know, like exactly This is going to be a while um cuz most people I know that were on my account went and just got their own account. That's all right. they did. Uh, Steph and Tim got their own account. Anthony mm-hmm. doesn't care enough to get his own, but my mom got her own. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, it it uh, makes sense. Uh, yeah, vast, vast, vast majority of Netflix people um, are not ones to. Uh, it's just funny. I don't know, like the amount of money that you're paying for a Netflix subscription. I, you mustn't be watching a lot, because on some level, like you could go either of the directions that we've talked about before, which is uh, piracy or hard copy for a number mm-hmm. of these, or just go to a streaming service that doesn't do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that. That is something that, like, yet to be fair. 
but like yeah like you can go to hbo max mm-hmm. you can go to disney plus for now and hulu for now like there, there are other options for now um about which shows yeah. have or which uh, streaming services have the office um go to peacock right um, I, if I well no the to... reason yeah the reason why the office was popular is because it was on netflix mm-hmm. netflix wasn't popular because of the office and that is something that peacock desperately misunderstood I mean, the office was popular before then but yes it got a second shot of life from being like on netflix and uh comment from black catter boy i'm glad that i'm untethered to the streaming services same i have um, access to some streaming services but like the i know i don't like use them unless i absolutely have to and it's nice um yeah max i get for free the second that disney plus cuts password sharing i'm probably done um hulu same thing uh, because I'm not even paying for my own Hulu. I'm using uh, Stephanie's. Um, and then, yeah, Netflix is honestly the one I would keep. If that means anything. Like, I think that does mean something. It's, you know, you, you try to compare all the other streaming services and Netflix has such, uh, you know, a back catalog of all this stuff they've accumulated over years while other people were still trying to just start up their service. Yeah, and and they have a bunch, and they have a little bit of everything, and they, you know, like they they had that Netflix exclusive uh, quarterback, where you get to like see behind the scenes of like three NFL quarterbacks, mm-hmm. like what's going on there with Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota, you know, and like they typically get a bunch of good content. Like I, it's a it's a bummer that they're turning into the devil when you know they were supposed to be the one who would save us from the cable nightmare. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it sucks. Uh, but it's it's going to pay off for them right now. And the question is, will it pay off? Uh, you know, by next year, will will their numbers still be good? I, like the thing is, I I think that it's I think it's not gonna like it's still gonna be good. I think what's because. Like, it's this really shitty, unfortunate situation where, yes, Netflix is expensive. It's $20 a month. Mm-hmm. But that's still cheaper than cable. By yeah. a good amount. I, I, yeah. And unlike cable, you can watch what the fuck you want, when you want. You don't have a shitty, bullshit interface to deal with. Like, it's just better than cable. And then, you know, I know we're technologically inclined, uh, is, I know, like, we're technologically inclined to pirate shit. My mom isn't going to do that. Well, exactly. And so, yeah, you making the comparison to cable, I have been disconnected from cable to so long that that argument almost doesn't, like, compute for me. But, like, of course, a lot of people are still attached to their cable. Talk to all my relatives in the Midwest and some of them on the East Coast. Mm -hmm. All of them, like, all of them still have cable. Yeah. Every single one of them. Except my mom. My mom uh, got on the streaming train because of me. Millennials uh, that had to leave their house, you know, uh, when, you know, the recession was happening and like try to go out on their own. A lot of them are like cable. What? Why? Mm-hmm. Why in God's name would I do that? Um, but yeah, the a uh, lot of people uh, yeah, don't live like, that life. 
Yeah, like my my grandparents are never gonna go that life. Like yeah. my grandma sorta is in that thing. Uh, comment in the chat. The only reason Disney Plus is failing is because Disney is failing. Disney has had a really rough year um, as a whole. Uh, they have. I hear that new Ahsoka show is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy three was fan fucking tastic. But everything else that they've done this year is kind of a giant piece of shit. So, you know, uh, yeah. You know, and then last year you had like they had, they made a lot of money on Avatar: The Way of Water because you got to remember they own Fox now. So that's right, they do. Um. So. Yep. yep. Um, I guess the real question for me is, uh, will this work out exponential profits in the long term? Because oh, that's, no. that's the, the thing. That's, and it, it never does. Just, but like, will that it, be, will they be happy with that? Because this is, this is a good move for them, uh, as uh, like a regular business, just trying to make some money. Right. Um, yeah. but that's never enough, is it? No, it's it's this is this is a stopgap until they can kill one of the other services again, as they have done in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and it which one will it be? I don't think it's going to be HBO. I just think there's too much good shit on there. You know, yeah. they have and it's such a locked in name or Max as it's called. Like like <laughs> X, I don't think anyone is like oh yeah Max. Yeah, exactly. But uh, also, yeah, no HBO is too good. Also, apparently, there's a Justice League X Ruby thing on. Yes. Well, what? Yes. That's it's. I've heard it's like it's really good because it's actually two parter is what I've heard too. Um, it starts yeah, with Justice League and the Ruby universe, and then later it's Ruby and the Justice League universe. That's weird, but okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ruby. I was so excited when I heard I, about this. I was I, like, I. Lo- I Ruby is one of those series that they just milked too hard for me. It's just like they got to season five, and I'm like, can we please get to the fucking point already? Mm-hmm. Um, Paramount Plus is my first bet. Um, yes, actually, I think that will be the first to die. I really do. I don't think there's much good on there. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm only exposed to like the Star Trek aspect. Um. Which the thing about that is, Strange New Worlds has been uh, decent mm-hmm. uh, for a Star Trek property, and like Discovery's dead, right? Discovery's dead, dead. Or are they still yeah, going that's part with of that? Max. Discovery's yeah, that's part, part of Max, Max now. That's yeah. part of Max now. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so I just looked at Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus has Transformers. Yeah. They have Star Trek, and then uh, they have one big fucking thing in their favor the AFC games for the NFL are on Paramount Plus I'm sorry what really yep Yep. who is treating these like conference like how do they only get AFC games because because okay so Paramount oh CBS is owned by Paramount yes that's Um, why um, and where does the AFC play Oh, yes. on CBS. man. That's wild. That is absolutely what. Yep. So, wait, where are the NFC games played? Um. Well, 
Fox owns the NFC, but Disney isn't doing anything with them. You just watch those. But that's uh, weird because Disney also owns ESPN. They could at least get, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure ESPN lets you stream the Monday Night Football games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there you go. That's, that's at least part of it. Um, weird. Whatever. I, yeah, I don't know too so, much about so that, how that works. At I that just point, think I actually... The thing is, though, is like most NFL viewers I know are kind of in one of three camps. There's my grandfather's camp who are just pissed that some games are ex- streaming exclusive. Yeah, they are so they were so fucking mad that Thursday night games were on Amazon now. <laughs> he was so unhappy. Yeah, those games were uh, shit anyway. Yeah, Amazon really got what they paid for, eh? <laughs> he really uh, did. Okay. Him yeah, and Al okay. Michaels, just Al Michaels, just dying on the microphone for three hours. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Lordy. Um. So yeah, you had that, and then you know, so yeah, like it, it's then you have the people who just buy the whole package every year because they love football that much. They pay the three hundred dollars for the Directv everything football thing. Hmm. And then uh, you have kind of people like us who get it where they can because they don't want to pay for any of that shit. Yep. Yeah. Be it, you know, um, I honestly got really last year. I really got into listening to the games on the radio because the mm-hmm. NFL had that uh, NFL uh, plus package where you could listen to every team's games on the radio. Oh, yeah. 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 Hmm. Okay. Like, even if it's outside your network. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Yeah. And then the NFL is apparently offering NFL Plus Premium, so you get access to your live and local games uh, on mobile and on your computer. Primetime games. Mm-hmm. NFL Red Zone and NFL Network. So this is like, okay, I don't have cable or local television, and I can watch my local team now, along with some other stuff. For a oh, it's a year, it's a yearly fee. Oh, of okay, no, no, okay, so there's two plans. Uh, there's the six dollars a month plan, or no, seven dollars a month plan. Uh, which you get NFL Network live out of market preseason games, live game radio, NFL films, and NFL films on demand. Uh, and then local and primetime games and postseason games, and then mm-hmm. the fifteen dollars a month package adds NFL Red Zone and then full condensed and all 22 coaches film replays all ad free. Hmm. So yeah, I feel uh, like yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's a I think that's a good price. That first one is pretty good. Um but I I'm about that red zone life unfortunately. Yeah, um, I think 15 I, $15 a month though to just get red zone is kind of worth it. I mean it it's I feel like I need to watch more your, football <laughs> your your alternative well like your alternative though is like paying for a full-on direct tv package i mean that's that's not my choice i i already have the option i need to get what i want um for the yeah, least amount. Yes. but uh but yeah you know i i like i i would have to for 15 dollars a month i would definitely be like all right i'm throwing on nfl network uh on these other days that red zone is not active just uh, I would definitely be like totally tuned into football to to make that price worth it. But you know Which what? I feel I like watching football, so that works out. Yeah, like it's 
Yeah, like, I feel like the people who are going to pay for that are the people who are, you know, want to be that level of tuned in. Yeah. So. So my brother. Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, like me, football has not been like this is the first year in a while where I'm just like, okay, maybe there's something to football again because goddamn the Broncos. (laughs) Because goddamn the Broncos. I, I like picking a team. I like picking a franchise and just like sticking with them for a year and see what's going on. Um, but it, it, it sometimes it works out, sometimes it really doesn't. Uh, but it, yeah, I don't know. I've been watching, I've been like playing, you know, MMOs and then throwing kitchen nightmares up, and it's like I've seen all of this. I know exactly what's going to happen because I've done this so many goddamn times. Uh, so you know what, <laughs> football isn't wouldn't be a bad choice. Yeah, there you go. See. Yeah. Uh, it all works out in the end. You yeah. know? It all works out. Alright, so next news story is uh, in order to get the UK to agree to this Microsoft Activision Blizzard uh, purchase, uh, Microsoft has chosen to sell off the Activision cloud gaming rights to Ubisoft. Um, I so Microsoft yeah. just... Go ahead. <laughs> just, okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Microsoft is restructuring its proposed Activision Blizzard deal to transfer cloud gaming rights for current and new Activision Blizzard games to Ubisoft. The transfer of rights is designed to appease regulators in the UK. They're concerned about the impact of Microsoft's proposed $68.7 billion deal will have on cloud gaming competition. The restructured deal has triggered a new regulatory investigation in the UK that could last until October 18th. To, uh, quote, to address the concerns about the impact of the proposed acquisition on cloud gaming uh, streaming raised by UK competition and markets authority, we are restructuring the transaction to acquire an, a narrower set of rights, says Microsoft President Brad Smith. Uh, this includes ex- executing an agreement effective at the closing of our merger that transfers the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard PC and console games released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft Entertainment SA, a leading global games publisher, the rights will be in perpetuity. The restructured deal means if Microsoft does close the de- uh, proposed acquisition, then it will not be able to release Activision Blizzard games exclusively on Xbox Cloud Gaming. Microsoft won't be able to exclusively control the licensing terms of Activision Blizzard games on re- rival services either. Instead, Ubisoft will control the streaming rights to Activision Blizzard games outside of the EU and license titles back to Microsoft to be included in the Xbox Cloud Gaming. Ubisoft will compensate Microsoft for the cloud streaming rights to Activision Blizzard games through a one-off payment through a market-based wholesale pricing mechanism, including an option that supports pricing based on usage. It will also give Ubisoft the opportunity to offer Activision Blizzard games to cloud gaming services running non-Windows operating systems. Hmm. This is such a fucking non-entity... Uh, comment in the chat. Me thinks this opens a door for bad for a a door of bad games in the future. Well, they're not developing them. This is right. literally just Ubisoft, like saying, "Here, we're offering Microsoft shit on cloud." Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, Which you know, like is... Ubisoft does have a history of messing up their like their end of things uh, for other people, but they're they're not going to make the bad games themselves this time. Yeah. Um. Th- what this is just. This is such just and the thing is this is just gonna get it passed in the UK, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is such a non offer. This is nothing. 
this is this is gonna like affect what like ten percent of the people playing these games, maybe. And if that. Just, yeah, if that. Just oh my god. Christ. So they just so they they just did that to to get a bid for approval. This is not the move that has sold uh the UK on this deal yet. Oh, I think it'll sell the UK. I think this will get it get it passed. I'm just I'm amazed yeah, that it came to anything this. with like how the US Congress functions. I don't think that there's anybody who is savvy enough to like know this is a non-issue. I, right, but I yeah, but also like and yeah, maybe that maybe that's what does it, but I just love that because they don't know, it's funny that uh like <sighs> that they stood so hard they held their ground on this specific issue and just maybe it's just because other people are talking in their ear about how cloud cloud gaming's going uh i don't get it i I don't understand I, i think cloud is just a real big trending thing right now and they're just leeching onto that part of it Sure. Um, the deal also, uh, the CMA notes, Ubisoft will also be able to, to, for a fee, to require Microsoft to adapt Activision's titles to an operating system other than Windows, such as Linux, if it decides to use or license out the cloud streaming rights to Activision's titles to a cloud gaming service that runs a non-Windows operating system. So Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to play, play these games on a Linux system. <laughs> The CMA will now assess the rework deal over the coming weeks to deliver a decision by the October 18th deadline. This is not a green light. We will carefully and objectively assess the details of the restructured deal and its impact on competition, including in the light of third-party comments, says Sarah Cadell, chief of the CMA. Our goal has not changed. Any future decision on this new deal will ensure that the growing cloud gaming market continues to benefit from open and effective competition driving innovation and choice. Yeah, I, I really wish they understood how small cloud gaming is for most people. Right. Like, I really wish that they understood, like, this is not the part of this deal that's like, you should be caring about. So, like, at all. Black Hatter with the comment, so it's actually an excuse for Microsoft to kill its cloud gaming department. I think Microsoft really is betting hard on, on cloud gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, when, mm-hmm. when, we, when they had that whole conversation earlier this year, uh like after redfall about mm-hmm. you know how like they, they just can't be number one in gaming in console gaming anymore like they were talking about cloud gaming uh that was that was a big feature for them um, i i think what they believe is their service is just so much fucking better that they're willing to pay ubisoft for 15 years to use their own shit and they just think their product is so much better. Like, fine, whatever. That doesn't matter. Uh, you know, and we're and we have Game Pass hooked in too. So, like, there you go. Like, no one's gonna pay for whatever Ubisoft's dumbass service is. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, there's certainly that. Unless someone really wants to play Assassin's Creed on the cloud or something. I don't know. Assassin's Creed That's mobile now. game. Like, I, well, yeah. My my monitor came out. The monitor that I'm using right now came out two months ago. And for some reason has Xbox Cloud Gaming on it. Mm-hmm. I can I can hook a controller up to a USB port or through Bluetooth and then play play games on the cloud. So I don't I don't think it's going anywhere. 
No, yeah. it's not. And and again, we did this earlier this year. I tried cloud gaming, and in an ideal situation, it does work. Um, it's not yes, ideal, I, but like like you, yeah, we 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 tested we it that. on stream. Yeah, we did that. We did that experiment on stream where like you and I are on wired connections on mm-hmm. fiber. Fiber one. Yeah, one terabyte. Well, not one terabyte. <laughs> um, uh, one 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 down, one up. Uh, it's super fast, and even then, like you had artifacting and other issues. But like for most games, this is gonna work and be fine. Yeah, especially on smaller screens like phones. Yep. Yep. I know. Uh, so. but the, they're still gonna run into problems of like, all right, I'm on my phone in like an airport lobby using airport Wi-Fi. All right, let's let's try some cloud gaming. Um, the, the answer is you can enjoy turn-based games there. That's about it. Right, which you know, st- hey, play some Persona. Like you can do it. Yep. Um, a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, that, 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 mm. that's the funny thing about this whole. That's what captures my imagination about this is that cloud gaming just is not where it needs to be and i don't know what it's going to take to get it to where it needs to be so really when uk is like infrastructure in places that, would, that aren't major cities that would be awesome they should do that regardless they're not gonna no like if, if cloud gaming is dope if you live in san francisco or seattle or like austin or london or places like that but if you're in like parts of the world that don't have super fast internet and super fast public internet like airports and shit mm-hmm. uh this sucks <laughs> this isn't good yeah which, which again um, makes makes uh microsoft's push kind of interesting uh and but then it also makes uk being like oh cloud gaming we can't do this deal especially mm-hmm. weird everyone's position on this is a li- at least a little weird uh, yes, it is. And like, because like you look at the, you're like, you see, we we talked about those court documents a couple months ago where we were like looking over how much Call of Duty alone is worth mm-hmm. in the games industry as a whole. And you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, this is like and then you look up like the value of Candy Crush mm-hmm. and how much money that makes. And you're like, how is cloud gaming your sticking point? <laughs> right. Yeah. What the fuck? How is cloud <laughs> gaming the sticking point here? Not the game. Not the biggest game every year that sells the most copies and does the most microtransactions. Mm-hmm. Not the fucking game that uh you know. Not the game that is like on every phone in the history of ever, um, racking up money from boomers. Yeah. You know, n- not the you know, not any of the stuff Blizzard does, which is making money hand over fist. No, 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 son. Cloud gaming. Unbelievable. It's it's so weird. I don't know. Um, Phil Spencer put out a statement to uh, his team regarding this. Did he now? Team, today we're taking another important step regarding a proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard to address the concerns about the impact of the proposed acquisitions on the cloud gaming streaming raised previously by the UK Competition and Market Authorities. We are modifying the transaction to acquire a narrow set of rights. This includes executing an agreement effective at the closing of our merger that transfers the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard PC and console games released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft. 
under the mod uh, modified transaction, Microsoft will obtain those cloud streaming rights for Activision Blizzard games necessary to fulfill our commitments to the European Commission and under our existing streaming agreements. We have notified the modified transaction to the CMA, and we anticipate the CMA review process can be completed before the 90-day extension or acquisition agreement with Activision Blizzard expires on October 18th. You can read more about this important step in our blog post from our vice chair and president, Brad Smith. Thank you for everyone who has devoted their time and energy in supporting our acquisition, and I'd specifically like to call out Sarah Bond's exceptional leadership throughout this process. As we continue to navigate the review process with the CMA, we remain as committed as ever to bringing the incredible benefit of the acquisition to players, creators, and the industry. Today's development moves us one step closer to bringing this joy of gaming to everyone on the planet. Okay, uh, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Yep. Thanks, uh, Phil. Alright. I guess if that's what it takes to get the deal passed, uh, do what you gotta do. We'll see. Uh, yep. That's uh, that's a thing, I guess. Alright. Alright. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I this... It's got to get passed. I have no doubt in my mind. Eventually. I have, no, I have no doubt in my mind. Like, I think this will do it. It'd be funny if this um, is what did it. I don't know. Oh, I think this is what's going to get it passed. Uh, I absolutely think this is going to get it passed. Um, I just think that the UK just cares about cloud gaming. This sacrifices cloud gaming for Microsoft for a little bit. Assuming mm -hmm. Ubisoft doesn't sell to someone, which to every year that sounds like it's going to happen. Right. And so we'll see, but yeah. Uh, some other Microsoft news. Uh, as the Xbox 360 store ends the end of its life next year, mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft swears game preservation is front and center. In an interview with Eurogamer, Phil Spencer said uh, game preservation is critical for Microsoft. Speaking to Eurogamer during Gamescom, Spencer said that the company's backwards compatibility efforts are world class. I mean, you're the only one doing it, so sure. Sure, yeah, uh, by, that, by, that, by that definition, sure. Mm -hmm. And the folks playing 360 games is a pretty small community. I mean, yes, the people still playing on a 360 itself is probably a small community. And it felt time for Microsoft to abandon old hardware and focus on where the players are. Understandable, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Like, look, they. Uh, this goes back to they didn't want to keep doing security fixes and bug fixes for a system that is going to be 20 in two years. Yeah. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, since games launched that aren't tied to a single piece of hardware, he's aware... Uh, sorry. It felt time for Microsoft to abandon the whole hardware and focus where players are. Well, he believes PC is the best ecosystem for game preservation. Since games that launch there aren't tied to a single piece of hardware, he's aware that a couple hundred non-backwards compatible games need to be figured out. There's a list of about 220 games that are not backwards compat, and I have the list, and I've got stapled on my forehead, and like, how can we make sure that you can play them still? How many of those are on PC? That's one thing, because it doesn't necessarily mean you need to be able to play it on the existing hardware that you bought 15 years ago, but preservation is front and center uh, when all decisions are made. Uh, and then uh, Spencer was referencing a list of 220 games that VGC found that will disappear forever when the store closes. Um, looking through this list, it's nothing all that notable besides uh, Bastion is one. Uh, the Batman Telltale games are one. Um, These are available on other platforms, right? 
Yeah, these are just like the 360 version that isn't like on backwards compatibility for whatever reason. Got it. Um, Darkstalkers Resurrection. Hmm. Double Dragon Two, Dust and Elysian Tail, Fez. Um. Penny Arcade Episodes One and Two. Oh man, that's some. There's some GameCraft lore. Yeah. <laughs> Resident wow. Evil and Resident Evil Zero, Res HD. Hmm. Um. Street Fighter 2 Turbo HD Remix. I can't believe that hasn't gotten ported somewhere. Yeah, that, that game got abandoned really quickly. Right? Yeah. Uh, the Wolf Among Us. Hmm. And then a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh games. So, yeah. Those are just the notable ones, but looking through the list, it's not it's not like a whole bunch of like, oh my god, we're losing all these great games. I, I mean, you know, it's definitely like, on, on one hand, yeah, I looked at that list and there's not a whole lot. Um, a lot of the big names are are able to able to be played elsewhere. On the other hand, game preservation, you know. Yeah, yeah, like that's important. Like every you know, everyone has a favorite game that's probably you know on locked to some hell old hardware. Yeah, that isn't getting ported anytime soon. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. They also Spencer noted that game preservation is critical, as we've said before. Uh, specifying that the company launches all of its games on PC because not limiting titles to one piece of hardware ensures games don't get lost in time forever. It's a bummer that the 360 marketplace will shut down next year, but Spencer said that's why the company gave everyone a year notice to prepare for the end while Microsoft works on preservation solutions. Mm. I will say for us that preservation that's linked to only one piece of hardware is a challenge because there can be hardware love as well, people who love and want this device to do this forever, but mechanical things will break over time. But it's the way it gave people a decision this year. Let's say, hey, if you want to go buy these things in the 360 digital store, we're going to give you a year head start and you can get those things. And just know that list of 220 games is something that we see and we would love to find solutions for these games to continue to play them. Um, yeah. And yeah. then uh, something to point out that we brought up this story recently in a partnership with uh, Software Preservation Network found that 87% of classic games like Yakuza 1 or RPGs on the TurboGrafx are lost to time. Game preservation hmm. is important. And by that, they mean not playable on a current platform. Yeah. Um, legally mm-hmm. playable on a current platform. Right. Game preservation is an important issue, particularly in the history that helps not only shape the next generation of developers and gamers, but also that will direct where the medium will go in the future. Uh, I am big on game history. Uh, I think that this is, uh, yeah, man, this is that is a bummer. The eighty-seven percent thing. I think the store closing is a bummer. I think that unless they absolutely cannot get the licensing rights for one reason or another they should try to get all of the 360 store up and running on the um on the new consoles the Xbox one and onward yeah um i don't think that'll be the case though i think it's just yeah find a way to get all that shit working on a pc yep um all right so anyway next news story is uh hey guess what uh Oh, or my my Discord will lag. Hey, you know that's cool. Who needs that? 
Uh, so, hey, Konami confirms the resolution and frame rate for the Metal Gear Solid uh, Master Collection. And, man, it is a choice. Not good. <laughs> Not good? Fantastic, even. <sighs> uh, hold on, before we move on to this, we got a comment in the chat. Why is that Xbox takes this backwards compatibility stance so staunchly when it's that obvious that PlayStation despises it and Nintendo barely takes notice of it? Um... I think it's because they figured it out. They figured out how to make it happen. And PlayStation literally can't in the case of PS3. Like, it's just... And then PS1 and PS2, why would they do that when they can resell you PS1 and PS2 games? And that's how, like, Nintendo's doing it, too. Like, what Xbox is doing is a very consumer-friendly thing in an industry where people are willing to buy the same game over and over and over again. Yeah, like, I mean, perfect example of this is uh, Pikmin 1 and 2 are now available on um, the Switch. Mm -hmm. You can get both of 1 and 2 together uh, for $50. Uh, Now, they they did get the HD bump and some other quality of light features, quality of life features, but generally it's Pikmin 1 and 2. So Nintendo just knows you're going to buy their shit again. Yeah. And if it's too old, they know you're going to subscribe to their subscription service to play the shit again. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Sony, that's a more complicated issue because uh, some of its rights things, because Sony really depended on third parties a lot for like all of their best games on PS1 and PS2. Um, so those are like, so for example, if they use, if they want to put out Crash 1 and 2, and make it backwards compatible, or even make you buy it again downloadable, they have to go play ball with Activision Blizzard, for example. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's why that is. Um, you know, as for PS3, uh, you have this issue where it's the most asinine piece of hardware of all time. Yeah. And, like, let's put it this way. There is a whole t- community working on trying to get like PS3 games emulated on PC, mm-hmm. and they can still only get about half of them to run 100% correctly on like high end modern, modern hardware. Right. So, yeah, that's that kind of tells you why that is. And, and then I think on the other side of it, Microsoft, uh, Microsoft definitely has a real it's it's a real benefit to them that like, hey, you can go download all these 360 games that are really good, and really cool. And, you know, these original and a handful of original Xbox games, you know, so. Yep. So, yeah, that's that. Uh, as for speaking of bringing uh, games that are impossible to play on modern consoles <laughs> though we have uh, konami has confirmed the resolution and frame rate of the middle gear solid volume one collection mm-hmm. uh it has a 1080p fps target on all platforms besides the switch so playstation 4 playstation 5 series x and series s on the switch however it runs at 720p and 30 fps and handheld 1080p 30 fps and docked uh, no platform runs it at 4K. Um, yeah. That's rough. Yep. That's a bummer. Uh, um, okay. 10, 1080p is not the end of the world for these games. 
Not for these games. Uh, um, and I'm... I want these games on a modern platform so fucking badly that I'm just willing to suck it up and deal with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're they're cashing in on. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I know what they're doing. Yeah, but uh, doesn't mean those, doesn't those games suck. are so good. Yeah, like those are three of the best goddamn video games ever made, and I'm tired of. To play MGS1, I have to keep a Wii or a PS3 out in the wild. To play MGS2 and 3, I have it's on my Series X. And, you know, then I, they supposedly they're doing four Peace Walker and five in a collection next year is what's been leaked. Oh. So, right. you know, maybe well, playing sure. four. Uh, dude, they, they could sell four on its own if the port job is good. Mm-hmm. They could. It'll be interesting to have a, a better place to play Peace Walker. I mean, yeah, that that was ported to the uh, Xbox as well. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, like you can download that on your Series X right now. And I think it was also in the PS3 collection also. I'd have to go grab my disc. I, I want a new uh, wave of streamers uh, playing Metal Gear Solid 3 for the first time. God, what a beautiful world that would be. It's coming. What my my favorite is one. World. That's some video game ass video game. But three is just three was a revelation at the time. Three, three, two and three, man. Two and three. So perfect. Two getting, you know, uh, getting uh, a chance to revive itself. Um, two two yeah. getting everyone to play this game and be like, oh, this is like really weird how accurate this is for a yeah. game that was released 21 years ago yep yeah so all right um the next piece of news is the metal gear solid uh master collection includes a warning for content that may be considered outdated uh whether it be the incest themes and autocon's backstory or overall leering approach to women Metal Gear is no stranger to controversy. Noting this, Konami has been seen it fit to include a content warning in the opening of each major game in the collection, which includes Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3, as well as the original 8-bit games. Um, the warning reads as follows. This game contains and expresses uh, expressions and themes which may be considered outdated. However, these elements uh, have been included while alteration to preserve historical context in which the games were made and the creator's original vision, player discretion is advised. Are we talking about... Uh, well, so so there's the Otacon's backstory stuff. Um, uh, did, did, I, I didn't play uh, Metal Gear Solid 5. Did they have a, a boob cam in Metal Gear Solid 5? I mean, that quiet. Oh, boy, didn't 5. they, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so then I don't know. Yeah. You could you could say it's historical, but also in terms of Metal Gear Solid, like that shit ain't dead. Mm. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Metal Gear Solid Five came out eight years ago. That is a terrifying sentence you just said. Yep, I hate it. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. So, uh, yeah. What else could this be go. referring to? Is it just that? Um, uh, I don't know. There's like. Like, it's meant to be for the character to be shown as kind of a dirtbag, but Volgan kind of comes off as a little rapey. Uh, and then you have... Man, Volgan's these, an asshole. Yeah, and then you have the stuff with... Um, God. 
I'm trying to trying to think if there's any other ones that can really stand out to me. Yeah, did they not say in this article? Uh, here? the Colonel Rykoff stuff in three. Uh, you know, where Bulgan grabs the dude's nuts to be like, oh, that's how I recognize you. Um, yeah, but like Volgan's the bad guy, right? Yeah, like it's generally like all Volgan and Otacon's backstory. Yeah, I don't know. Like uh, specifically, uh, Otacon's backstory seems like that. The boob camp seems like the big one. Uh, and then uh, Otacon's backstory, I suppose, could be. But but uh, I'm also sitting here like people like boobs. There you go. You know, yeah. Like, like I, people, people are playing Genshin Impact with like half-naked anime girls all over the screen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? Dragon's Crown got brought up again recently. Oh yeah, that one was like, okay, this is a bit much. But, <laughs> but also, that's a beautiful, but, muscly lady. God damn. I, yeah, that whole, that whole game is beautiful. Like all the that, all, that whole game all is beautiful. Artwork in that game, yep. looks fantastic. Yeah. That game's artwork is amazing, and man, you can tell that the director of it really liked boobs. Yeah, a lot. I I, yeah. I, I still hold to the old game tra- gamecraft uh, tradition to this uh, controversy, which is where are my man boobs? Put my right. men in some good outfits. I want to see them. I mean, you can run snake around shirtless in that game from the very beginning. Damn right you can, but I don't get I don't get so, good I don't get good enough camera shots. Yeah. Um, um. But yeah, so you can snake it shirtless from the get go. All right. Um. So. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. Hey, sure. Uh. Next news story is Charles Martinet will no longer be voicing Mario. Damn. The end of an era, folks. He is now moving into a brand new role of Mario Ambassador. He'll be stepping back from recording character voices for our games, so can you travel the world, sharing the joy of Mario and interacting with you all. It has been an honor working with Charles to help bring Mario to life for so many years. I want to thank him and celebrate him. Please keep an eye out for special video messages from Shigeru Miyamoto and Charles himself, and we'll, we'll post at a future date. Um... You know, following the announcement of several new Mario-themed games, including Mario Wonder and uh, WarioWare Move It. Uh, both trailers featured soundbites from characters traditionally voiced by Martinet, but they believe they didn't sound quite like him to the point where Charles was one of the trending topics on Twitter following the announcement. Um, following his, uh, following uh, this news, Martinet broke his silence by quoting... The tweet saying, "My adventure begins. That you are all number one in my heart." Oh, so um, it's, it's it's one thing. A lot of people who work in video games are super cool people. Um, yep. Voice actors are super cool people. Um, even with some of the weirdos uh, here and there, but that's just everywhere. But like Charles is like he's such a positive personality who really really loved being Mario. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Um so uh a fun little fact about it though. So he was in the Mario movie as Mario's dad and uh that yep. one other character in the arcade bar area. Uh yeah. Charles Martinet's last line might be from the Mario movie as Mario's dad, these are my boys. Oh that's so, wow. Yep. Damn. Yep. Well, at least they're keeping him on as ambassador, so I'm sure at a bunch of Nintendo events he'll be there. 
uh, doing his thing still. Yep. Which good on Nintendo uh, if if they're keeping him paid to just do Mario stuff still. Just to hang out and be a Mario guy. I, what yes. a hell! What a hell! A great job that would be. Yeah. Ang- Black hat or angry face for some reason. Or well, sad. no, he's he's yeah. Like that's that's how I feel. Like, all right, let's get Chris Pratt in here. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah, Chris Pratt is doing the video games now. Which, you know, I'm like... Sure the, I'm sure the internet will have nothing negative to say about that. Hey, you know, within the context of that movie in particular, I think he actually did pretty good. I was, not, I was surprised. I thought, uh, yeah, I, I thought he did a good job in that movie. I was, I was, yeah. You pretty quickly forget that he is Chris Pratt. I mean, like, there were, there were some people in the movie where I'm like, okay, well, like, this is obviously... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Black. You know, this individual, yeah, Jack Black. That Seth is Seth Rogen ass Seth oh, Rogen. <laughs> pretty pretty quickly you you forget that Mario is Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh quick news story. So yeah, you, you quickly forget Mario is Chris Pratt. I think the other one that's like Seth Rogen and Bowser were the two where I'm just like Yeah. Okay, you guys are obviously <laughs> your actors. Yep. Um King and Michael Mo- Key went out out there, man. I loved it. He went so hard on Toad, dude. <laughs> I loved it. He, uh, like he went so hard on Toad. Yep, I loved uh, it. So good. Um. um so. All right. Well, congratulations, Charles. You can relax, I suppose, but also you sure. get to still do. So you get to live the best life, really. You, you, let's see, you forget Chris Pratt voices everybody now. Oh, yeah. He's in a lot of movies. A lot of movies, a lot uh, of animated stuff. And he doesn't do a bad job. I don't get why someone's so fucking mad about, like, you know, Chris Pratt voicing roles. Like, let's see. Let's see, just everywhere now. That's it. Just oversaturation. Oh, yeah. yeah, like, he was in and Lego Movie 2. And there's the whole other fight. Well, Lego Movie 2, he does great. He plays two uh, prominent characters at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But uh, the thing also is like voice actors. You know, voice actors are trying to get work. Voice actors are having trouble getting bills paid. And then you hand off a, a role that would, you know, help someone get through half of their year based on how much they pay uh, voice actors. And you give it to a multi million dollar movie star. Like, great. All right. Yeah, but I, looking at the cast of the Mario movie, I I think that, and the fact that they had Illumination working on it, all of that was going to go to a giant movie star no matter what. Ma- yeah, Mario movie, fine. Yeah. Um, you know, like but like Ko- Kojima bringing it back to Metal Gear Solid I was like, fuck David Hayter, I'm getting Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, it's like great, yeah, cool. Well, yeah, that's that's like an established longtime character though. Also, I'm looking at his IMDb and he actually doesn't like yeah he's had a lot this year but like he did two movies this year he did uh he technically did three movies last year but only one where he was in it for a meaningful amount of time Hmm. and then he didn't do movies like basically all of covid except for onward um, I mean, it's, if I were a movie star and I suddenly made a whole bunch of fucking money, uh, I would take a break. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you look at, like, his, you know, when he really popped off was Guardians of the Galaxy. Because, like, yeah, he was popular because of Parks and Rec. Yep. And he had Jurassic World. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, Jurassic World and Guardians of the Galaxy hit one year apart from each other, 2014-2015. That, that was he, the window. And then he was continued the Jurassic Park and World stuff and the Guardian stuff, and he was in the Avengers, and then he did the Lego movie. And, like, Avengers Endgame and Onward happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, man, that dude is so much less now. And I cannot blame him. He he achieved a level of success that is just wild. And now he can kick back for a while before he can start his second run uh, when he feels like it. Yeah, I'm looking at his like early career stuff. And mm-hmm. like he was in like The Huntress, Cursed Part 3, Path of Destruction. He was a voice in the one episode of The Batman. Nice. So he's actually been a voice actor for a while. It looks like, uh, yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. He was in a movie called Bride Wars. Uh, uh, sure. Oh, he he was in the Ben Ten video game. Uh, That's interesting. He in, yeah, he was in two episodes of Ben Ten, the uh, like the the show. So like his first movie that he was in that was actually successful was Moneyball. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so he was acting for about 11 years and voice acting for about 11 years before he got, like, a big break. Mm-hmm. And then he got another big break a couple years later with Parks and Rec. Yep. Um, funny enough, he was in Star Wars as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, that's weird. Yep. I would have to hear that performance. Yep. Uh, he was in movie 43, Delivery Man. Oh, man, movie 43. I forgot yeah, about so, that. But yeah, so 2014 and 15, though, that's when it pops off. That's when Parks and Rec has its finale, mm-hmm. Lego Movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Leg- and uh, Lego Jurassic World and regular Jurassic World all hit back, 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 back for him. Yep. Yep. And uh, yeah, dude's career exploded ever since. Here's my question. Uh, does Charles Martinet start taking voice acting jobs elsewhere more now? I want Charles Martinet in, in what Halo. Else is he, what, what the fuck else is that man in? I'm going to check. Uh, let's see. Okay, so... Master Chief, yeah. we have to destroy the weapon! Yahoo! <laughs> uh, okay, so he was, in Dragon, he was in Dragon Ball Superhero. Okay. He was, he was Magenta. Uh, the really? red ribbon guy in the red suit. Yeah. Um, huh. Okay. Okay. Let Let's see what we got here. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right. So early career, he's in a bunch of shit you've never heard of. So fun fact: his first Mario role was actually 1991's Mario Teaches Typing. Nah. Huh. Um. Apparently, they went back, uh, which is weird because he got the role for Mario 64. So I guess they went back and redid it. Um, yeah. I guess so. Uh, he was in the Beauty and the Beast, like, straight-to-home video thing. He was in a thing called The Game. The like, Game. Uh, but, yeah, man, this dude, he was, like, in a bunch of weird edutainment games, like Carmen Sandiego's Great Chase Through Time. Hell yeah. And The Emperor's Treasure. He was Spawn in the Spawn video game. <laughs> he was Spawn? <laughs> Interesting, all right. Beautiful. Uh, he was in Star Wars X-Wing Alliance as a rebel pilot. Sure. He was in Skies of Arcadia as uh, Vigoro. <laughs> Vigoro. Uh, 
Yeah, and then he was an AT-AT driver in Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds. That's fun. Uh, he was in Jet Set Radio Future. Oh, hell yeah, alright. This dude did a lot of Star Wars. Uh, he was in Shinobi, like the 2002 reboot. Hmm. Same with, he was in Lord of the Wings Return of the King, the video game, as the Easterlings. Sure. Hmm. Um, Virtua Quest, Little Angels... But yeah, the vast majority of his work is Mario. Mario yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario, 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 Mario. That's like, yeah. This dude was, uh, and because Mario happens so often, uh, this dude was cashing checks left and right. He mm-hmm. was in Ratchet and Clank: Future Crack in Time, okay, as Orvis. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in Skyrim as Parthenax. Yep, that's that's a big one for him. Um, and then yeah, that most of the time it was. I'm gonna go play a whole fucked out of Mario. Yeah. So all right. Uh, so he's gonna be brand ambassador, and then uh, I want to see where he goes. I want to see if he if he voice acts elsewhere. I want to know. Yep. I'm curious if he gets more roles in Dragon Ball. Yeah. That's what I want to know. Hell yeah. Right. I want to hear you yell, Charles Charles Martinet. <laughs> Gonna be a. I want to. I want to see him in like uh, like a new League of Legends character or something like more mainstream. Just like what the fuck? Oh yeah, uh, just like they used to have Jim Cummings do voices in WoW. Oh man. Yeah, like he was he was a drug addict elf in Legion at one point. That's fun. All right. It was it was the saddest goddamn storyline I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, it was so heartbreaking. It was a good story, um, but man, it was fucking heartbreaking. Oh, I got uh, it. Uh, um, Heidelin is like gone in Final Fantasy fourteen, so the new voice of the crystal is Charles Martinet. Just go. You go to the crystal. Woo! Hear, feel, think. Uh, Very good. All right, you might have sold me on that. I would have been down for that. You might have got me to give a shit about Heidelin more. This is a very unserious expansion coming, so why not? You know, you're right. You're right. Let's just have fun (laughs) with it. Whatever. Hmm. Oh, lordy. Hey, okay. You know what? Okay, you know what? Lalafels are some some tiny little assholes. That man could absolutely voice a tiny little asshole. Like, yes, I hundred percent agree yes. with that. Yeah, oh, that'd be good. All right, so moving forward, all right, we have uh, moving forward. We have uh, one last story that I actually didn't put on the dock because it came in while I was oh. doing shit. Okay. Uh, Thorism Motorsport put out specs. I put it in the general chat if you want to pull that up. Um, Oof, interesting okay. thing. It's low setting, only requires 4 gigs of VRAM. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's interesting. Um, and a 1060. Uh, as for its recommended or high settings, you're looking at a 2080 Ti, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, and an i5-11600. And for its ultra specs, you're looking at uh, an i7-11700 and a 4080 or a 7900 XT. And an uh, Ryzen, Ryzen 7 5800X. So there you go. 
that's uh them's the specs uh they're actually not as beefy as i was expecting like, they're beefy for sure but they're not, i'm not like oh fuck i need to go upgrade my computer sure yeah Especially on the minimum end of things. That's actually really good. It's not like Starfield where I look at the minimum and I go, fucking what? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I can't get a good look at the uh, the specs on with the scene as I have it. So uh, I would just suggest uh, if you want to look at that, it yourself, that, get it, go to Forza Motorsport. Um, well, I mean, that, that gets the point across. It just it doesn't have the RAM requirements, but hey, 16 gigs of RAM pretty much except for the lowest. Yeah. Whoops. That's not what I wanted to do. Um... Going forward, um, looking at the, uh, yeah, man, it's weird. Starfield's out in like a week and a half. Yep. This year has been a lot, but also moving quickly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Starfield's minimum is a fucking 5,700 or a 1070 TI and 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. I was actually, I actually got surprised by Starfield this week because it preloaded. Oh, okay. Like I had it set on my Game Pass to preload, and it did it, and I'm just, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Where, where all my like hard drive space go? <laughs> and, I'm, and I looked, and I was like, oh right, I downloaded Baldur's Gate, and then this happened. Yep. Um, A lot of big games. It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna support direct storage, DLSS, FSR2. If you don't have an SSD, you shouldn't expect to play Forza Motorsport on PC this fall. Mm. So yeah, great. All right, all right. Well, there you go. Uh, so that's all the news. Uh, you got you got two more, or at least one more story here. Oh, did I, what? Did I miss one? Persona. Oh right, dear God, the Persona trailer. Uh, yeah, they put out a Persona trailer, uh, Persona Three Reload trailer, along with a Persona Three Reload release date, and then it's gonna be on Game Pass. I'm going to play this right now. Um, It's the good memories that stay with you and gets people through their struggles. I can turn this down just a little bit. But it's also the mistakes you made that haunt you forever. This looks so fucking good. It does. I'm so excited for this game. I'm not looking forward to doing Tartarus. I'm very glad it's on Game Pass. I was capable of. That's all there is to it. Gotta use what time I have left. <laughs> it will never not be funny that you summon by yeah, putting a gun to your head and firing. Else. Right? Yeah, that, it's fair. That won't cause problems in the news. We, no, that's not gonna. That's not gonna cause. Not gonna cause you psychological issues at all. Yeah, definitely didn't the first time. That's for sure. We need to destroy. This game came out at a certain time, and it, we decided to leave it unaltered to reflect that time. Nothing beats getting actual combat experience. People really want to kill themselves. Then they still do now. <laughs> it visually looks very good. You're right. Persona abilities can be dangerous. Yep. Depending on how they're. I want to use this power. Um, my own life. This is Persona. Seriously. This is this is sure. blue Persona. You can see the stars so clearly up here. Knowing the truth. What were the colors of one and two? That happens. Uh, purple. Do something fun. Purple and red. Oh, okay. Interesting. So it went purple and red to blue to yellow to red again. Go on. All right. Yeah, those are some but good color Persona's kind of. Persona's kind of broken into two parts of its life, one and two, and then three and onwards. Yeah, I was going to say, people are 
you know, we're reviving three here, but it's like, yeah, it's three, four, five. Because you're choosing not no one talks about one and two ever. I want a purpose. And to have others I care Oh, this music's so good. That's why I came all this way. Even if you do forget about us. It looks awesome. Yeah. This franchise has really found its style and has been going hardcore with it, and I love it. Yeah, exactly. February 2nd. All right. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. That's that. Yep. Looks dope. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, now I think that's news. Um, yep. Let's see. Gamescom's been happening. I kind of was looking through to find any more big news, and there's there's some stuff here and there. I I would say, you know, go check out what's been going on with uh with Gamescom. Uh, but yep. yeah, there's not not really much to talk about as far as I can tell. All right. I'll tell um, you trailers. Was that? There are a lot of game trailers from Gamescom. Yes. Yep. Game trailers came out. They were good. Some of them. Yep. Um, um, you know, Xbox exec says Starfield kicks off a multi-year relay race of first-party titles. I sure hope so. Yeah, fucking A. I hope they do. Uh, I really hope they do. <laughs> yeah. Epic Game Store is offering developers 100% of revenue for six months of exclusivity. That's... You know, yeah, oh, that the, did, did we ever talk about that? That new Sony handheld? I mean, in the past, no. we have. I mean, we not did this week, we have, but yeah, and not, go on. not since it was uh, like the full thing was revealed, right? Right, right. Did that thing come out because people have just started talking about it again? Uh, yeah, I think it came out and I just kind of disregarded it because I'm just like, does anyone actually give a shit about this? I want to see the sales because I'm very curious. I, I don't want this thing. I personally do not and I don't understand it, but I want to see if it just sells anyway. Um, I don't think it will. I don't think people give a shit about this or cloud gaming. I really don't. I would, I would, I would think not. I would think not, right? But you know, we'll see. I guess. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, we will. But like, Jesus fucking Christ, man! Yeah, I don't know. I just don't get it. <sighs> we'll see. All right. So uh, we got what we've been. So what we got next? What we've been playing? Yes, yes. What we've been playing? We've been playing. And what you've been playing? Uh, got a little more into uh, let's see, I did some Final Fantasy fourteen stuff, did more crafting and gathering, um, and finally I'm getting to a point where I can move on to the next phase of leveling uh, those crafters mm. and gatherers. But like, man, it's I have to block out a day to be like, all right, I can get through this leg of the grind because you have to do it for everyone, basically. Uh, yeah. to get the maximum amount of efficiency out of it. And uh, it's just amazing how much... You know, it's an MMO, and like it mm. rewards you at the end by you being able to make you know, endgame stuff and sell you know, all, that, all those food and potions that people use for endgame. Um, it, it, it'll reward me in the end, but I spent some money trying to just get, get ahead. I'm running out of money. 
Um, and uh, yeah, it's just going to continue to be a struggle. But I'm going to continue to work on that on Tuesdays when we do our casual MMO nights. Um, so yeah. Then Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, still a good time. Uh, very much just kind of delivering on that, uh, you know, casual jet set radio feel. Uh, love the music, love the characters, and love just just kind of casually skating around. Um, and just a classic good roam around the map collecting stuff and tagging and yeah, I don't know. It, it is what it is. When you see when you see what Bomra Cyberpunk is, like that's that's the game right there. Uh, you're sold on it or you're not. Um, okay. and then I played some Armored Core Six. Um, I'm having some mixed feelings right now, to be honest with you. Uh, up till the first boss, it is a, a very much enjoyable Armored Core experience. Mm-hmm. Um, the look game looks great, sounds great. The sound design is has been fantastic. Uh, there's some amazingly large, uh, not amazingly large. There's some large, you know, m- machines that you're having to jump around and. Uh, I, the maps are more interesting, in my opinion, for Armored Core than ever before. Um, I I have just been seeing just insane shit coming out of that game that looks so awesome. But yep, I also so just there's just too much to play, man. Just there's too, too much. much. To play, there's like, too much. Yep. Yeah. Um. So I'm having fun with it. Uh. But I've been uh getting frustrated by the early game specifically. Like your en usage is severely limited. Um, like specifically just parts in general like i i should not have played four answer before this because four answer just gives you a lot uh early on and quickly and this kind of doles it out a little slower not as slow as the older games um one through three but uh it's pretty slow and as someone who uses my my energy a lot for boosting as well as uh blades it's uh I find I find it extremely limited, but uh, yeah. And then I got to that first boss, and it's like, oh shit! They put Dark Souls in Armored Core. Um, okay, and uh, so I'm taking a small break from it now. They do do a thing where they just basically tell you what the weapon is that's going to make quick work of them. Uh, they unlock it, and then the the person right before the boss is using that weird uh, weapon different that is different from just every other weapon. You're like, that's a weird thing. Why would you? What what is that gun about? And they use it for the guy, the guy who's right before the boss is shooting it at you, uh, and he's the first one to use it on you. So it's like that's the hint. It's like use that thing. That's a pulse gun, and this Balteus is using a pulse shield. Man, it'd be great if you can get through that. Um, but I was stubborn. And I was like, I know that theoretically, because this is like Souls games, you can theoretically beat all the bosses in every level with any build. And so I was stubborn. I was like, I'm going to use what I've been using. And didn't work. Uh, Then I switched up my guns, but I tried to do something different because I just didn't want to use the pulse gun. I don't know. Um, And that didn't work. Uh, I was not dodging fast enough. I wasn't. I was trying to use my shield, but my shields. Even when I pull the shield up, I'm still taking at least a portion of damage. I'm like, okay, this kind of blows. Um, so got into a bad mood and left. Uh, 
I, I may just I probably just jump in, get the pulse gun, uh, and just pulse gun and sword him to death. Uh, but it I definitely get brought back that feeling of like the Dark Souls boss of I'm going to beat this and I'm not going to feel satisfaction. I'm going to be annoyed that I even had to deal with it. Um, I, I I find that I. I find it so hilarious because I'm just like, dude, I just get such a high off beating shit like that. I know, I know. Ooh. This is a this is an anomaly specifically for me, but I do not get that high. I got that high watching you do it when we were doing the Dark Souls run earlier. Like I was I was really happy for you that you were able to keep all your souls and you figured it out and it was great. But man, when I play, I am just miserable. And then I beat it and I realize I have to start the Dark Souls climb again. I was like, fuck this. It, it's a yeah, but then you, then you eventually finish the game, and then I don't have to play the video game anymore. Yeah, if I play, if I thought of it that way, if it was like you cannot play any other video game until you beat the Souls game, now there's stakes. Now it's <laughs> like I want to play it again. I yes, I want to that, never play this video game again. That 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 would be like a, that'd be a fantastic extra life stretch goal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that's the problem. Is it have to be longer than the than the length of extra life? It would have to no, be. No, no, no. It would be. It would be. It'd be like if we get like three grand, Aaron cannot play any other game besides Dark oh, Souls. I would be so pissed. I would be so bad, <laughs> and I would be so determined to beat the game. Then you're right. <laughs> Fuck, that like, would work. Like we're just like, all right, we have this fucking. It's just like, all right, community don't fail us now 3k <laughs> let's go oh that's that's devious that's a that's a good way to earn money because i would be fucking miserable and you would never you would see salt unlike anything you have ever seen on a stream oh dude i got a little taste of that when you were doing final fantasy 7 i was yes. actually uh I get those Facebook reminders every now and then and like that clip forever lives on our Facebook. Yeah. So I st- I get I like I it popped it was apparently like a like 2 years ago yesterday uh, that was posted on Facebook and uh yeah that clip was fucking hilarious. Yeah. It was so goddamn funny. I got to the crater and I said, okay, what do I need to do to do this? And the comments were, you got to go back and do this and this and this. And I was like, fuck that. I, I will leave <laughs> Final Fantasy VII unfinished. No. Um, no, this was also another reminder that, like, I, I just... It made me reflect on, like, uh, Baldur's Gate 3. I haven't played since uh, last podcast. Um, and, and I had to turn down the difficulty on that. Uh, Resident Evil 4 remake. I want to go back to that eventually, but I'm going to turn that down to the to the easiest setting. Uh, but then it got me thinking about Final Fantasy 14, and I was like, the things I enjoy about Final Fantasy 14 combat is at the bottom of the list. Which is well, that's because the combat in that game is fucking garbage. But that's, I mean, you, know. you could say that, but also, but then this goes back to Pokemon. Where what do I enjoy about Pokemon? Combat is at the bottom of the list. Um. Maybe I just hate gameplay. Maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think you hate gameplay. I think you hate combat gameplay because combat gameplay typically requires a lot of fucking execution and practice. Right. Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm very. I got a genre for you. Okay. 
It's just visual novels. You just read the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't play. I can't play, play and Rampa because that requires problem solving skills, and I don't have those either. <laughs> That's fine. You just you just avoid Dagen Rampa. You avoid Phoenix Ray. You avoid Professor Layton. <laughs> so you avoid all the good ones. Yep. Got it. Yep. <laughs> no, I like Bomber Cyber Cyberfunk, where I press X and I do a kickflip. That's. I like yeah, that. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. There's some execution required for that, where you gotta, you know, you gotta turn around corners and and uh, wall ride across billboards and uh, hit graffiti, and then you gotta do uh, trick lines. You got a manual from from rail to rail. There's some execution still there, uh, but it's not brutal. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I I like you know, like 14 is a, is a thing where just like, well, I do like games with combat and combat focus and that's a big part of why that game quickly became ah this is something i play when wow and guild wars don't have content right you know or the content is bad yeah you know so that's this explains a lot it it explains Uh, a lot and i also will say uh it's got me rethinking about playing dark souls 3 and bloodborne maybe i don't know Maybe we go in where we at least have one part with me starting it, and then by the end we'll see like if I can even stomach a part two. Maybe I have to hand it off to someone else. Uh, oh, it's it's just like no, we do we do Bloodborne, and we do things like all right, we cannot stream any <laughs> other games on this channel until Aaron finishes Bloodborne. That would be fucked. Oh, because then you guys <laughs> would get mad at me that we're not. We have other shit to be playing and streaming. <laughs> I wanted to stream World of Warcraft tonight, but we can't do it because Aaron hasn't beat Bloodborne. <laughs> I, it would just destroy this channel. That also could be entertaining. I don't know, but goddamn, we'd be miserable. Uh, fucking Jesus. Ah, oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I played some of that. I, I'm taking a break for the moment. Um, I unfortunately have not gotten to much ex, uh, Exoprimal either, but now that I'm Taking a break from Armored Core, I may jump back into Exoprimal for a bit because, again, I I like the combat of that, but that's because it's partially brain dead. Um, I, I like I like it to to have a little bit of you need to be involved, but only to a limited extent. Um, I do like my unga bunga builds in those kind of games. Mm-hmm. My barbarian build in Diablo is just like it's basically pressing three buttons over and over and over again. Yeah. You know, so there's that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, like it's uh, that, that this is going to be an interesting experiment. And man, if we go with that, idea, it'd be so goddamn funny every Tuesday and Thursday. God damn it. It would be, it would be fucked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if, if a man, we couldn't stream anything else, I would start streaming solo. And just bashing my head just, against the wall just, to get it. Just Aaron streaming five days a week, recording the LP, just fucking <laughs> going ham. I suppose now would be the time. Like, I got free yeah. time now. Like, let's just, every day, get through Bloodborne. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, that, the title of that, that would no longer be SGK Plays. That would just be called Get Good. Ugh, <laughs> shit, man. Aaron and the Meat Grinder. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. Oof. 
God. So, oh, I mean, it can't be any worse than my current Dark Souls run. That fucking run on uh, the other night was rough. You watched uh, me play Bloodborne the last time we did an extra life. Like, I didn't beat a boss. That didn't happen. Uh, I couldn't find one. My 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 biggest thing with watching you play is just I'm just like well, especially Bloodborne. Like Dark Souls is more understandable. But like in Bloodborne's case, I'm like I'm like no 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 go in go in <laughs> get in there. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah. I I I don't know. Um. Yeah, I that, that's about all I played. Um, I didn't really get a chance to check out much else this week. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so obviously I did Dark Souls. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we did the Dark Souls stream. How many deaths am I up to? 50 something? Uh, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. My, my brain shorted out for a second. How many deaths uh, how many, has How many gone deaths through? am I up to? Is it like 50-something? Uh, I would have to change over to uh, the scene, which I can't do right now, but it's 50-something. Oh, uh, cool. Ow. Yep. I mean, I... Yeah, like... We, we, I, I kind of put myself in a bad situation, I realized in hindsight. Because, because I died so much at that boss after re-clearing so many times, I was like... Well, shit! Now I can't. Now I can't die like without grabbing them. So fuck. Yeah. Now I can't even just go farm because if I make a mistake farming, I'm screwed. So mm-hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we. I guess we have to beat it. Um. Yeah. And when we did, man, it was that payout was worth it. I was I Holy was shit. not expecting you to save all those souls. That was not what i had anticipated at all and you figured it out i just uh, i mean like i i knew i was gonna get it because i was just like all right we're, we we are so fucking close every single time mm-hmm. we are like it is it is goddamn we're inches away yep we're inches away every time if we can get down to just fighting one of them this shit will be easy mm-hmm. and boy howdy that was right yeah <laughs> um, I am not looking forward to Ornstein later in that fucking game. Mm. That's gonna be real fucking hell on wheels. We're gonna, um, we're gonna be there for a while. Yeah, I hope you boys want to see like uh, I was watching a, a streamer run through that section of the game, and they ended up getting like 500 deaths on that one set of bosses. Cool. <sighs> okay. That's rough. I don't think I'm going to be in that bad of a situation. No, because that would last but, months worth of Dark Souls streams. Like, mm-hmm, that would be mm-hmm. tragic for us. But, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, like, uh, I saw another streamer finish the game with, I think, 900 deaths. Oh, so, man. All right. Yep. I mean, we're already at 50, and we have 10 bosses to go, so. That's true. That's true. You know, that's not, and, that's not, and we of, have, uh, yeah. And I already heard. I've heard so many things about Anne Orlando and Blight Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and hearing all this, I'm like, man, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to get back. Let's go. Yeah. Um. Good God. Uh, other than that, Dark Souls run, boy, howdy! I played a lot of fucking World of Warcraft. Yeah, you are yeah, riding you that. You're riding that high. Uh, yeah. Uh. 
man, you want to talk about how you don't like combat gameplay as the focus. I fucking love me some combat gameplay as the focus. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, so, last week I got Keystone Master. Uh, this week, however, I not only got... This week, I got up to 2200. I decided to check my radar, radar IO rating for Mythic Plus. So as of this particular moment, unless it changed, which I'm going to check right now, uh, I am the number 35 warrior tank on my server. Wow. Um. So let's see what I'm at right at this particular moment. Yes, 35 still. So uh, yeah, no, 35 out of... Let's see how many are there. 461. That's high. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, my current goal as of right now is to get Keystone Hero, which would put me at number 15 or 16. Okay. So I got I got all and I only have about six weeks left in the season because I was taking a break because I was a little burnt out because I got into the season late. Um, but, uh, now I am here and I'm going fucking ham and I'm loving it. Uh, I've been, ha and I've been taking Anthony along and I was telling you, I was telling you about this before the stream started. Uh, Anthony's in a really awkward situation for playing Mythic Plus right now. Uh, Anthony has been undergeared the entire time we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. Like literally the entire time there is, this man is 110% under, undergeared. Ooh, uh, for what we're for what we're doing, uh, but he's been clearing. The problem is, is he's gotten into fourteens and fifteens and sixteens, and he's kind of hit a wall. Where unfortunately, uh, he's hit this wall, and he's just realized like I just need gear. Like there, there's, there's no, there's no way around it. There's no way like it is literally gear. So he's having to farm some lower end dungeons, elevens, twelves, maybe a thirteen now and then. To get gear that is uh, that is good for what he's doing. Um, so that's that's been kind of the weird situation because, like, it, it, especially for this week, fortified where he's played more, uh, he's just really ahead. Mm -hmm. So he so he's not getting any more rating out of this week. So the rest of this week is just a gearing process, which you know that's kind of frustrating because you're not making any progress towards your end goal. Like you're you're just kind of getting the gear so you can make progress towards it, which I can understand how that would be frustrating. I don't have a problem with it, but I also, when I'm in Mythic Plus grind mode, I'm in Mythic Plus grind mode. Right. So yes. Uh yeah. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Have enjoying that that WoW life. Yeah, it's been. Hey, turns out you can make WoW good again. You just have to make Dragonflight. That's it. That, that is all. You just the have only to, requirement. You you just have to make an expansion that makes it so the only thing you have to do that's mandatory when you hit end game is gear, gear, and maybe a little bit of gold farming so you can get consumed some materials. Mm -hmm. That's it. That that you don't have to do Shadowlands BFA and even Legion, but Legion at least made it fun where you you have to do all this. You know, conduit soul binds as a right artifact power, blah blah blah. No, just hit, hit cap, gear up. All right, play content, have fun. Mm -hmm. And then all the outside systems 
uh, are just, you know, all those outside systems, those are just, hey, man, if, if you want to farm uh, cosmetics and all this other stuff, like cosmetics and maybe some recipes for fun, goofy shit and toys and uh, mountain skins, then, boy, howdy, we have a ton of open world content for you. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they also... This is not a thing that I would ever give a shit about, but they updated the crafting system to basically uh, rip 14 off in a big, big way. Mm-hmm. In a big, big way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the only exception is... Um, I don't know if 14 has a system like this. I think it would be... Uh, I think it'd be cool if it would. But uh, we have this thing now called uh, work orders, where I can basically go to a board and be like, hey, I need this thing made for me um you know and i can put an amount of gold with it and i can either say hey you supply the mats or i supply the mats whatever it is but um i need this thing and uh you do that and it and someone on your server can go ahead and uh and go ahead and fucking make it for you and and you they get paid and if you're and like there are people nowadays who literally just sit at these boards and craft shit all day long. Mm-hmm. That is their entire game now. Yeah. Um, but you know, hey man, more, more power to them. There, isn't a, there is not a system in Final Fantasy fourteen like that, right? I wouldn't no. know. No. There is not. Okay. I had to think about it. I don't know why I had to think about it, but I had to think about it. There, there is not. Okay. That'd be nice. I know. Yeah, as someone who's and leveling, then, crafting, and gathering, uh, I, I, I know that at the end of it, I'm going to be like just sending messages to friends and and other people, like, "Hey, I can make stuff for you," and hope that that's enough. Uh, yeah, and they also have a system now where it's uh, where like because of this, people are also often going into trade chat and being like, uh, "Hey, I'm looking for a leather worker or a blacksmith or whatever with a very specific thing Mm -hmm. um which you see more often um they basically just made crafting important again and by extent gathering important so as someone who runs all gathering professions it's been something for nice for me as well so yeah yeah agreed so uh yeah uh but yeah i've been doing that uh i'm it's official i'm making my return to raiding all right. Um, we'll see how long we'll see how long it sticks. But it would like basically it was like, hey, do you like like we we want to raid, but I don't want to raid lead, and no one else wants to raid lead. Like, hey man, can you can you do it? And I'm like, I mean, I can, but I haven't raid led in a decade, mm-hmm. like over a decade. Like the last time I was leading raids was. Uh, was Wrath and Kata, you know. So it's it's kind of like one of those things where I I'm like I'm probably not your best choice. I'm going to be honest. Sure. Um, but if you guys are willing to do it on my schedule and uh do it the way I want to do it and work with me, I am fine doing raid lead. And so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, yeah, so. I I think you're gonna do well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I've been doing a bunch of like casual content. Like I've been farming for Thunder Fury, 
Blessed Blade of the Windseeker. Um, stuff like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's been, it's kind of been all of that going on. Uh, you know, just been having, uh, having a fun time with all that. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's this thing that Anthony and I bring up, just like, you never know when it's going to turn to shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying it while it's good. Because I, I have high hopes for 11.0. It seems they learned their lesson, but we'll fucking see. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, I don't like the, the, mm. we're being completely honest. I don't know, man. It does give me hope is uh, Metzen. Chris Metzen is writing the next one. And oh. he's the one who he's the one who wrote Warcraft 3 and Legion and wow most of the good stuff they have done so it is a good sign that's a good sign that is that is a very good sign i'm just like because like my the only real um the 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 only real complaint i have about dragonflight is i think the story is just kind of okay i think the i think the side quests are fantastic i've done so uh i'm halfway to lore master and so many of the side quests have been fucking fantastic but um the 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 main plot our version of the msq was i once again i describe it as fine mm-hmm. it's fine like it, it's it's not bad it has some cool moments um but it doesn't outside of the black dragon subplot it really hasn't made me be like oh this is so good it didn't do what legion did where like every you know every single part of legion i'm like this story is fucking incredible right um you know so so yeah uh i don't know jesse uh like i know that you left dragonflight yep so i I, i'm like what what was your reason for leaving i'm curious because like this is the best wow has been to me since legion oh there were a couple story quests that were bugged and i couldn't complete them so i couldn't complete the campaign oh my god i was just just like well i'm done yeah okay wow that's a bummer I do yeah. not blame you. It's probably fixed by now, but I don't. I don't. I mean, hey, man, if you want to come back, you got me. You got a healer and a tank ready to roll. Uh, so, and you don't have a Final Fantasy group right now, and we got a raid team going. That's I'm true. just saying. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm just saying, man. In and out, twenty minute adventure. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all. Uh. Yep. God. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And I've actually even been getting into PvP a little bit. Not like the arena, because I have a life, but like going back and doing Battlegrounds. Um, which, like, Battlegrounds are still fun, because they're just fucking chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, like, I've, I've on, I've, I'm leveling a rogue, I'm doing that rogue leveling project on the side also. I'm like, man, it'd be really fun to just queue Warsong Gulch over and over again. And kill people repeatedly trying to grab the flag. Just be a fucking real menace to anyone who tries to grab the fucking flag. Um, the most fun I had playing WoW, I think, was when I was leveling an assassination rogue in PvP only. Oh god, that does that sound so amazing. fun. Uh, d- okay, so you had to have done the thing where you make a level 19 rogue and just grief people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, like, it's the best. It is the best yeah. experience. You know, like, like you can't, you can't play that forever. You'll get tired and bored, whatever, but, like, man, is it, uh, 
you know, like it's one of those things where it's just, oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, man, I've just I've just rediscovered the fun of World of Warcraft again. So if 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 you want to see if that quest isn't bugged, you got you got a tank and a healer, homie, and I know you're horde, but cross faction is a thing now. We can That's do everything right. together. Right. So you the, the cross faction collusion has happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You 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 know you you got it. You you got a tank. You got a healer. You know, yeah, like we got a whole guild full of people. It's a it's a small guild. It's like twenty five people, but still, we're yeah. playing. We're having fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think they. I. Uh. I chat on Blizzard for a solid year and a half straight. And a lot of people left the game, and it ended up better for it. So you know, good things can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um. Other than that, I don't know. Just mainly playing. Uh. You know, just that. That's basically it. Oh, I actually did a little Guild Wars this week. Uh, I'm working my way through Guild Wars' MSQ, which is like a bajillion hours long. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. And. Yeah, and I and I told you that it yeah, it's very much like the Final Fantasy MSQ. It's it's fucking long. It's very long. Um <laughs> but so and very much like the Final Fantasy MSQ, uh but unlike Final Fantasy MSQ though, it has these parts where you need to farm these things called masteries, which uh Guild Wars cap has been the same since it launched. Mm-hmm. Uh which was you know, Guild Wars launched twenty twelve, its cap was eighty, it's still level eighty. Uh, flat progression. I've gone over this before, uh, but it's just the the fact that you. But every expansion has these things called masteries, which gives you new abilities, and that's fine. I think that's actually a really cool idea and concept to have like expansion specific abilities. Like, oh yeah, you you need to you need to do this thing in the zone because it's you know it's it's really it's it makes sense for the plot. Fine, that's cool. Like that's awesome. Being able to burrow through tunnels in this jungle area mm-hmm. sounds dope. However, uh-huh. uh, it's really annoying when the story is like, hey, if you want to continue the story, uh, go farm events or raids or fractals, which fractals are their version of mythics, to uh, progress the story. It, it, and you can do whatever you want to farm it, which is nice. So if you just want to hang out in a, on a map and do map events, if you want to do hearts, which are their version of quests, like anything you know anything you do translates to this but it's still just like a real momentum killer like it'd be basically be like in the final fantasy msq if you were like going through the msq you're really enjoying the story you're kind of in the middle of it uh, of a, an expansion story and then it's like okay we need you to go farm roulettes uh or hunts or whatever for like one full levels worth of experience uh and then you can progress the msq Okay. Yeah, it's a, 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 you can imagine how fucking annoying that might be. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yep. yes. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Shit. So, um, and I get it, they're trying to get you to interact with the world and other players out in the world, and that's cool, I'm all for that, but if your goal is to do that, uh, gating the MSQ behind it is a uh, fucking god-awful solution. Um, 
I think that a good alternative solution was the one uh, my girlfriend suggested, which is because uh, she is a Guild Wars 2 player. Like, she raids in Guild Wars 2. She is a... She, like, she has tons of achievements. She is super hardcore in that game. Um... Her solution was, uh, her solution was, okay, how about, uh, they at least tell you how many mastery points you're going to need, uh, at the start of it, you know, at the start of an expansion, so that way, if you want, you can just go farm it out and get it done. Yeah, like, that's, because, cause that's the worst part, is, like, the story's getting momentum and I'm making progress, and then, it, like, I just knew, like, okay, to complete this expansion, you need, like, 12 mastery points, I'd be like, cool, I'm gonna go farm those out immediately so I can enjoy the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, Alright. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I don't know. And I kind of just log in a little bit each day and slowly work on it. I'm honestly considering just leveling up a whole bunch so that way I can so that way I can just do that. Like, just straight mm-hmm. up, just... Just like, okay, I have like 20 mastery points banked. I now will hopefully not have to worry about this the entire rest of the time I'm going with this. So, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. What about, what about uh, you, Ninja? What you been up to? Uh, Street Fighter 6. I am still going pretty hard on that game. Nice. Um, what else have I been playing? Baldur's Gate three. A lot of Baldur's Gate three. I just finished Act one. I just got into Act two, and yeah, I'm, uh, hours later, yeah, like eight hours. It, in like a week and a half, my girlfriend has played sixty hours of that game. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, oh, good. no, it's such a good game. <laughs> it, it really is a good game. It's uh, it's fucking. Uh, it's such a shame. I get so frustrated with the combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Like uh, that that is my version of what Aaron is going through. Is just like you know, like that that that's my version of it. It's just right. like like I fucking hate the combat in this game so goddamn much. It is so fucking obnoxious. It's I feel so like I'm playing Oh, no, it's not. It's it's really not. It's fantastic. It's it's like it's like man, you 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 chose to do like like you could have made like you could have gotten rid of part of the annoying parts of D and D because you don't have a DM to be like you know a human interference, but you chose not to. So now it's just oh man, Carlac missing two hits in a row that should hit because she's a foot away from the guy. Oh well, get <laughs> fucked, dude. <laughs> or my per- or my personal favorite like. I was fighting this fucking paladin and the dude literally gets three crits in a row killing my entire party except for oh, one person. Yeah. Your DM is a dick. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know who's DMing your version of the game, but they're a dick. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. So, yeah, that's uh, that, you know, other than the combat, though, man, I fucking love that game. Yeah, if, you have, really... if you have like any inkling of uh, enjoyment for CRPGs, Baldur's Gate 3 is like the one. It right. is good. Yep. Um, even if you don't like CRPGs, because I normally don't, it's like this mm-hmm. and Disco Elysium. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I'm having a good time with it, so... 
Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well. Uh, all right. And, and then, then I played uh, Unguard. What's that? It's a game that came out this week. I thought it was gonna be, um, like a Souls-like roguelike. It mm. is not. Uh, which is fine because it's essentially like you're you're um like a Spaniard swashbuckler um mm-hmm. trying to like bring down the corrupt governor or mayor of your city or whatever. Oh and yeah. it's all combat. And all of the combat is lifted straight out of the Arkham Batman games. So if you like the Arkham Batman games, you are probably going to really enjoy this game. Sounds pretty dope. I remember you bringing this up, and this game actually looks great. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's funny. There like, are, are a ton of references to to other things. Um, I, you know, find playing through the game, I find myself chuckling at, like, a lot of one-liners and quips and stuff. But I've I've heard references to, like, uh, The Princess Bride. I've heard references to Batman, to Monkey Island. Um, to a bunch, just a bunch of stuff, and they're just like these quick little one-liners that if you're not paying attention, you're gonna miss them. But um, it is, it is fun. The game is funny. It's well written. Um, the voice acting is is pretty good. It's decent. Um, the combat is really tight and really good. Uh, I've I've really been enjoying the little bit of time that I put into it. But I think I've got like two hours of the game so far. Um, but then I go back to Baldur's Gate 3 and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play more, play more Baldur's Gate. I, I picked up Armored Core. I haven't touched it because I keep going back to Baldur's Gate. I, yep. yeah, yep. I just, yeah, Armored Core is that game this year. That's going to be when we get to game of the year stuff. I'm going to be like, I wish I had played it, but a billion mm-hmm. other things came mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I'm glad I got it for Black Friday for like $20. I'm glad I'll get to it next year sometime. Mm-hmm. Maybe because, yep. oh yeah, the year starts with Tekken and Persona. Yep. Oh, God. And also because I'm addicted to fucking World of Warcraft. Again. <laughs> right. Well, uh, oh, man. So. Oh, uh, Lordy. Yep. That's it for me. Yeah. Right. I've also. Yeah, oh, and I also. Uh, one thing I forgot about is I also uh, dipped my head into classic hardcore for a little bit. Took a peek. Yes, I have an add-on installed that uh, tells you when anyone on your server dies. Oh, man. And it is super... F- Dude, it's so funny. It is so funny, because you'll see people that are like, like, yeah, and this game's been out for like three days, and you'll see like, yeah, this level this level like 35 just died. Mm-hmm. Damn. And, that's like, and, I, and I'm, just, I'm just like, ah, ah, sucks to be him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's weird to me how popular classic hardcore is, but it kind of does, uh, it, it excel, it helps, like, the thing about vanilla, uh, that I think is, like, super good is the, is the leveling process is a ton of fun. Mm. Like, leveling through vanilla is a blast to me, uh, just because of the fact that it's, like, yeah, it does take forever, but man... That shit is like just anything can happen at any time. Um, I I'm just I, yeah, and I and I can't wait to see all the clips and stuff that come out of hardcore. Like right. you were already seeing it when it was just an add-on, and then you know that story that we brought up a couple of weeks ago, where it's just like some dude killed an entire forty-man raid on the last raid of vanilla. Yep. Yep. 
God, that was beautiful. It was Shit. just like, yeah. And you know what? It wasn't trolling. It was Judgment Day, as he said in the interview. <laughs> I mean, it can, know? it can be both. It can be both. Yeah, it was Judgment Day. <laughs> God. I fucking love, like, I just love the fucking interactions you have with some people in these games. Like, uh, I'm, in, I'm in mentor chat for WoW. Like, WoW is its own mentor chat now, um, its own equivalent to it. And I'm in it. And we have this dude who apparently got banned from FF14 or something. And he was told, you should come here. And, like, everyone in the community is just like, uh, yeah, no, you will not be... <laughs> we do not appreciate trolling here, sir. I'm sorry to inform you. Right, right. Um, you know. However, griefing... Well, that's a different story. Hmm. Hmm. Um, okay. you know. Uh, actually, I, I think that a lot... Of, like, I think it's very dependent on who in the community you ask um of course i think the classic community probably actually has more griefers in it i would not be surprised in the slightest uh, mainly just because it's just like it's a lot easier to grief in that game Mm. and not just in hardcore but in the fact that yeah do you want to camp this person's body for hours on end yeah yep have fun (laughs) you know uh yeah so all right, well, uh, finally we have Emily. Emily, what you been playing? I actually have not been playing any video games this week. Oh, yeah, you've been uh, busy. This, um, bummer. Because I've been getting work on my cosplay for PAX next week. That's right. Ooh, what, what, what's your cosplay? I am bringing a Street Fighter back from the dead. Oh, we're going to get Sakura. Time, oh, yeah, for the first time in like 10 years, I am bringing Sakura. Nice. That's gonna be so great. Hopefully, yeah, I made some uh, good progress on her on Thursday. Cool. Have they announced what the concerts are yet? That's always been one of my uh, favorite parts of are, They did it. They did. There's only two artists this year. Bummer. Damn. Okay. Uh, it is OFK. Okay. They have a game on Switch, which is like yeah, it's it's on there, PC so. too. Uh, welcome yeah. to the OFK. Yeah, I, yeah. it looks. Or we are the OFK. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then the other is a personal favorite of mine. It is Bit Brigade. Oh, hmm. okay. Well, all right. That's uh, oh, God, man. I don't know why, but it seems like the concerts have gotten less important to them over the years, which is a shame because that was like one of the best parts of PAX. They had freaking Triforce Quartet last year. Yeah. And but that like, was good. They had a Scottoon Network come in. They had Scottoon. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Yeah, yeah but yeah, two two artists for this year is kind of rough. That's kind of small. Like they used to get the VGO. Like they used to get they the Boston have... VGO to fly out. You know, uh, it's also at a new venue this year. Paxes? Yeah. Where is it happening? What venue? Uh, it's at the new Summit Building that they just built. Oh, the other convention center. Oh. Yeah, it's in the new Summit building. Yeah, they they built that specifically to have a larger convention place, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, because everyone was complaining that they couldn't get into... Panels and shit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, try not having the main stage at the higher Regency on 8th and Olive in Seattle. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That thing can only hold like three, four hundred people. What's the what's the hotel that's close to it then? 
Uh, I know Paramount is nearby. Um, right. Yeah. Right next to it. Basically. Sheridan is just down the street from the original convention center, as well as the Grand Hyatt and the Hyatt all of eight. Yeah, it's not yeah. far from the old convention yeah, it's center. It's not at all. far from all the hotels right there in downtown proper. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. So yeah, you're getting ready for, uh, you're getting ready for packs here. Yes, I am. That, that'll be, yeah, between work and getting your cosplay ready and getting rest. Get rest. Because <laughs> this coming packs. Let me the tell you. Fuck I will. Uh, yeah, I, uh, d- d- yeah, man. Lord, I'm not even going to packs. You know how long I slept yesterday? Uh, uh huh. Well, yeah. 12 hours? Ten, ten and a half hours. Ooh. It was oh, awesome. Gosh. I went to bed at like midnight, woke up at like 1045. It was fucking sick. That's great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good on you. And then I'll have a whole nother week of work where I probably won't be doing that. So. Right. Oh. Yep. Damn. All right. Well. Damn you, capitalism. I know. Fucking terrible. Whoever came up with this. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Um, all right. I think that's it for us. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, okay, so Tuesday, casual MMO? Yeah, it'll be just me and you. I'll be working on some Warcraft stuff. Probably Sans Anthony since he's getting ready for his uh, big trip. He's getting ready for his trip uh, for and Pax then, as well. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then Thursday is uh, more Dark Souls. Thursday's more Dark Souls. I'm going to get the uh, episodes up on YouTube for our Dark Souls Let's Play as soon as possible, hoping uh, it comes out monday uh yeah we got which... a comment that someone was rooting for the skeletons by the way thanks whoever said that <laughs> <one. laughs> that's hilarious fucking um, dick <laughs> so uh yeah hopefully uh by the time this podcast comes out uh two of the three episodes have released and that way uh by the time uh thursday comes around for our dark soul stream you'll be caught up um and so yeah and other than that i think that is our plan for this week yep i think that's a show cool all right well thank you all for uh joining us for the stream be sure to follow like subscribe and all that stuff and uh join our discord that's where we're keeping people informed on what we're doing and just uh talking about whatever else so and then uh twitch primes twitch prime yeah use that twitch prime Give, give us that amazon money amazon doesn't need it yeah, Amazon doesn't you give it to Jesus. us. You, yeah. you give us that two dollars and fifty cents. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, um uh, all right. That's, that's a show. I'm gonna go play video games now. Yep, same. All right. Bye all. Bye. See you.